What is up, my friends from the internet? This is Tech Games Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, here with my lovely co-host, Leo. You know, I'm really happy to be here this week. I'm glad to have you as always, Leo. Not like all the other times where I wasn't. This time, I'm really into it. You usually seem pretty happy to be here once we get going. <laughs> it, it starts. Listen, the truth is I am. I'm just trying to sound cool. It's like going to the gym, right? It's rough to start sometimes. But once you get going, <laughs> you're just happy you're there. You know, it feels really yeah, good. Yeah, I never, I never regret it. Yeah, you never regret it after you go. Uh, what is up, guys? Uh, we're just here talking some game news. A lot of, well, some stuff happened this week. I mean, we've had some banner weeks leading into this with all the PlayStation and Microsoft announcements. But, uh, you know, we got some big some big announcements this week. Uh, yeah. It's, some, sometimes this happens where we'll be like, I guess not a lot happened. And then we start talking about it and we realize, oh, a lot of, a lot always happens. Yeah, we got some some Smash Brothers announcements. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, our Chinese overlords have given us, has bl- have blessed us with a new product. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of big things going on. But before we get into those, uh, Leah, what have you been playing this week? Um, Yeah, so this was an interesting one. I played some of the, the same ones I played. I, I still kind of slowly working through Silent Hill 2, but it's so scary that I have, I love it so much, but it's so intense that I play very, like, short bursts. Basically, save point to save point, and then I'm like, realize I've been holding my breath the whole time. And then I'm like, okay. Try again tomorrow. But uh so yeah, that's been fun. I also started playing Super Mario Galaxy. Ooh. Right? The third the third one of that package. And I and it's it's so good. It's amazing. Like it's uh and I hadn't played it in a long time, and I remember absolutely adoring it. And that's why I was looking forward to this collection, is playing them all three of those in a row. Mario 64 is great. Um Mario Sunshine sucks. Like I know last time I was sort of lukewarm about it, but the more I played it, I was not having fun. It sucks. Like, I, there's there's so much I don't like about it. It's I tried it's, to tell you, bro. I tried to tell no, you. No, I know. I was really trying to give it a chance, but it's, like, it's polished in some ways, and, like, there's, you know, it's creative in some interesting ways, but it's just not fun at all. And yeah, that's a, a huge crime game. for, like, a Mario game. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. It's such a, a rare misstep. But then going to Mario Galaxy, I was like, okay, well, I'm a little sour. I'm sure it's not going to be as good as I remember. Immediately, I was just smiling and having a blast and, like, being challenged, but in a good way. And just, like, running around, and it looks amazing. It's running at 60 FPS, which is nice as well. Um, It's a little weird because if you're playing a handheld, you have to use your finger as the, like, little pointer, right? Because mm-hmm. you remember that was pretty intrinsically in there. Uh, for the Wii version, but if you're playing it on the TV, then you can just use one of the one of the one of the what do you call them? Whatever switch controllers. But that doesn't work a lot of time. Like it gets out of sync, and it's not it's not perfect. But I will say, like as a game, it's incredible. So good, so fun. Like really, immediately was funny how how quickly I just got super super adorable with those like funny fat stars and toads, hilarious. Yeah, I think the style of Galaxy to me is yeah. just, like it's so great. Like it, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so modern. It's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. yeah, the little and the chubby music stars. is fucking crazy. The music is so good and like fully orchestrated, and it just is like absolutely movie quality. And it's so whimsical and like yeah, the music is stunning. And Rosalina's the queen, man. Yeah, like she's awesome. She's the best. Like as far as Mario like queens go, she's got to go. Oh, yeah. Without a question. And what's funny is when you first meet her, she's like, hey, I'm the queen of the stars. I'm like, excuse me? Does that mean you're like a god? Right? Like, the implications of that are, she like travels across the entire universe and controls all the stars. Like, isn't that god? Yeah, she's god. <laughs> that's, why I yeah. Pray to, that's why I pray to Rosalina every <laughs> night before I go to bed. Yeah. Right? Because play Rosalina my soul to keep. Yeah, she is my god. She's my queen. And yeah. uh, 
I'll do anything for her. <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, I didn't get a chance to play it a lot, but I'm really looking forward to hopping back in. What I did play a lot of, though, was Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about oh. time. Yikes. How, hey, you know, how, it's, how was it? Let's... It's really, really good. Is it really? It is. Yeah, my, my expectations were pretty low. I'm, I'm playing it for, you know, for a reason. Uh, but, like, I would never have just thought to play it. I don't really like Crash Bandicoot. I don't really like the old ones. I, played I feel like the, they're the, so bad. Yeah, I don't know if they're bad, but they're just have aged really poorly. But this one is awesome. And I went in, you know, I try and keep an open mind, but I went in pretty like, oh boy, here we go. It's really good. Like, it's, it's so creative. The level design is really amazing, actually, like visually. Not that it looks great, like, like it's pushing any boundaries, but it's extremely creative. There's these levels where you go to like an alien planet and they look so cool and really like just visually splendid and the gameplay is cool like it's constantly switching in between characters so even though the gameplay is still fairly simple it's like you're running or you're jumping or you're doing you know it's mostly the same since you're switching between characters all the time it really does shake things up and they move so quickly that you never really get bored um and it's also as you might have read really hard like remarkably challenging much more than i was expecting you're really fucking me up making me want to play a Crash Bandicoot game. Right <laughs> I know, believe me. I, I Honestly, I was as shocked as you. I really had low expectations and like... But no, it's good. It's really good. It's not, you know, it's not incredible. I don't think it's pushing any boundaries really, but it's like... It's as good as I feel like a Crash Bandicoot game could possibly be. Like it's, uh, it doesn't have to push boundaries, right? Like not yeah, every game exactly. has to be the last like of a, us, yeah, right? they're like a, Yeah, they're like a C-level 90s mascot. But as far as that goes... Um, I, I don't know. I was really surprised the whole time I was playing. I had a smile on my face, and like even when I was dying a lot, it felt really fair. And uh, and also they have a retro mode where uh, if you die five times or whatever in a level, like like how it used to be, then you have to start the whole level over again. Mm-hmm. But if you play in the normal mode, the suggested mode, you basically just get to a checkpoint and you restart start as many times as you need to. Um, I don't know who would play it on retro mode. It would be absolutely impossible. There were some checkpoints where I would die like 30 times, literally. But since there's no loading screen or anything, it doesn't really matter. You just die and immediately start back up. But man, if I had to start the level over every time, that would be... I would like the game way less, so I'm glad they implemented some modern, like, quality of life features. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it sounds... Yeah, it sounds like they did some smart things to make the game feel playable, right? Yeah, and it just... You could tell they really... They put a lot of work into it, like, making it look really cool. The the level... It's very strange. (laughs) Like, there's... It's a lot of, like, clashing visual elements, but th- there's some really creative levels. There's one where you're in like Louisiana or like, I guess the swamps. It's kind of like Louisiana, um, but it's like Mardi Gras, but everything's like ghosts. And there's mm-hmm. this whole level where you're just like going through this Mardi Gras parade, but everyone's like dead, which sounds weird. And it is weird, but it's really cool. And unlike anything I'd ever seen in a game and to see that sort of level of creativity from a, a, a mascot like Crash Bandicoot, I was not expecting at all. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. No, totally. I'm almost done with it. I beat it in like one day. But anyway, yeah, that's I played quite a lot of that, believe it or not. And again, I was as surprised as anyone that it's really pretty good. I feel like I got to play it. Damn you, Leo. I'm sure it'll go. I'm sure it'll be like $15 in a week. So (laughs) I can only hope. Fingers crossed over here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I played mostly. What'd you get into? Uh, what did I play this week? Uh, like you, I was pretty busy this week, so I didn't spend a ton of time playing games. Uh, yeah. But I did, I did jump into a few. Um, so one is a game I saw on Reddit, and it's a, this. It's called Drone the Game. It's an early access, um, mm. and it's it's kind of like a 
It's basically like these fighting drones. It's kind of got like a mech warrior vibe to it. Uh, it's very basic right now. It was like $4. Uh, but it's got like a build your own drone mode and uh, like a like a map creator mode. And uh, and it looks actually, it's this pretty good looking game. So uh, for that, it was worth it. I probably paid it for a couple hours and uh, was like, yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, like it it, uh, it was enough for what it was. But uh, But yeah, I think that one's cool. I'm excited to see if they do anything with it to kind of, make it a little more compelling kind of you know so put some more hooks in it but uh, hmm. i thought that was a, a fun game um but interesting one thing i kind of spent well i played some modern warfare 2 they released a new season um i wasn't that excited about this season but i haven't gotten to play much of it the battle pass seemed a little weak to me um but you know i think they're they're gonna hit or miss in general with their battle passes you know some of their skins just aren't don't resonate with everybody you know yeah um which is fine uh, but I haven't had a lot of time to play it. I've only played a few rounds, so I'm not that familiar with like, you know, there's a subway now and, um, you know, some new structure and stuff. So uh, mm. I'm not super familiar with it. Um, I know some of the ground guns don't feel as good, right? Like before there's a lot of really overpowered guns that you could just grab at the start. Uh, like if you found a, a shotgun and, um, and one of the LMGs, you were basically like ready to fight anybody. Uh, yeah. And I don't feel like that's the case anymore. I feel like it's a little more, um, focus on getting loadouts again like it was in the past do you think uh, that's better or worse um your, i think in your opinion i think it's worse but you know i think uh i don't know the game's not just for me right and i think some people wait 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 it's not Come i on. know i know the 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 meta <laughs> doesn't revolve around what i like to play they don't uh, call you every morning like hey what do you think and to be honest i think a lot of why i think it was better for me before was because you know i'm not the best at that game so um it's not easy for me to get ten thousand gold and oh, yeah. get a loadout and defend it you know like it's a it's a long path to that but i do think as the game goes on longer and people have more money um you know it, it's better to have uh like a little more progression in your in your lifespan right where yeah. if you die and come back you're really at a disadvantage i think you should be right where i think before at least in last season if you died and came back you could kind of find some stuff on the ground that would put you in a pretty good spot to uh to kind of mix it up like right away, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you should have to play safe. You should have to kind of look for scraps after you die and kind of pick over old people's fights and what's left from the dead bodies. Yeah, like, a, I, like a vulture. Yeah. Like a vulture, try to find his way back into the, you know, into fighting form, which I like, you know, yeah. I think it's no, totally. that's part of the, that's part of the fun. Right. So another game I played and it's one of the new stories we have today Ooh. coming out of China. Oh boy, uh, everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about this game. Like, I don't know if, if you've heard just buzz everywhere. Twitter's going crazy. Twitch is going crazy. Uh, it's called Genshin Impact. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about the, the kind of story of the game um, uh, when we get to the news. But I've played quite a bit of Genshin Impact. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. It doesn't run that great on my phone. I have a Pixel 4a. Um, mm. And... I, it doesn't really matter, right? Like for playing that game, it's not, it's an action combat game, but for the most part, it's pretty easy, right? As far as like what you're doing and, um, you know, the fights aren't necessarily challenging. Um, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, you don't have to do a lot of the crazy, like elemental combos and stuff, yeah. but, um, it's, it's a pretty neat game. I mean, people keep saying it's like breath of the wild, but with like anime characters, uh, that's not true. Like, <laughs> that is that's fucking malarkey that people want to say i think that is 
some ridiculous talk. It is beautiful. I think it's so well animated. That's um, cool. The voice acting, I don't think, is amazing, but it's well, pretty yeah. good. I honestly wish I would. I should install a foreign language pack so I don't have to like listen to it and I can just read it and feel a little more comfortable. But um, but I think the English is a bit uh, campy, you know. Yeah. Um, but which is fine. But it's it's a gotcha game, just like any gotcha game. It's too many items to manage. Where you know you yeah, got I fucking I hate that shit. Where like you're trying 20 to, different currencies. Yeah, and you're trying to fuse all your weapons into your newer weapons, but. You know, do I need this weapon? Does this person have a weapon? I don't know who's got a weapon anymore. You know, it's uh, it's very much kind of that thing, which you get in all these uh, gotcha games. Um, you know, I, I have it on PC. I played it on my phone. It's it's okay. It's cool. I'm amazed at how much, um, you know, how much momentum it's getting, but I don't think it's going to last, at least for PC, a whole lot longer. I think people are going to kind of fall off on it. Like any of those gotcha games, once you kind of hit that wall, um, it's, you know, it's, they really start to fall apart. You, you really see the cracks when you get down to like, well, I got to roll if I want to like progress or beat this content. Or the only thing I'm playing for is to get like rare waifu, waifus from, you know, like uh, rare rolls. And, and I don't get it. And I'm just kind of re-rolling currency in this game to try and, you know, get the character I want or re yeah. get duplicates of the character i want so i can unlock their character skills like you know it's it's another one of those uh but i will say for a free game um it's pretty good you know i think it's worth checking out if you're interested in those games if you like anime games i think it's very anime um if you like cool animation i think it's beautiful i think yeah. the characters are pretty fun uh you know and i think you've probably got 25 hours of that game before you really start to hit walls and feel i mean like, for a for free game that's what i mean you know uh and i also think the lack of like real multiplayer in that game uh is a is a real weakness for pc players like it's not an mmo you know you go through the world there's only npcs there you can do some co-op for like missions as you get farther in but it's still not going to feel like a, like a lived in world. You know, you're not going to run into people randomly. Uh, it's really all going to be dictated by the, uh, this kind of solo world you have, and then you can kind of queue into co-op. And I, I just don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that's enough for the PC crowd for these. Well, I mean, games. it sounds a lot like breath of the wild to me. Well, breath of the wild has no online, which, <laughs> which is kind of the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we could talk more about it after the news, but one, all I'll say is I, I plan to try it. I just got a new phone, and this seems like a really cool way to kind of showcase it. My dream is to have a really cool, awesome, open-world 3D game that runs nicely on my phone. Yeah, I think this might... might you might live I, your I, dreams. I, I really hate the gotcha stuff. Like, I just find it absolutely irritating. But So eventually, I think one will come out where I don't have to deal with that shit. But for now, this sounds like a pretty good, like... Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it out, for sure. Live your dreams, Leo. That's what I always No, I will. Say, How about know? this? Right right after the show, I'll, I'll download it. Don't let your dreams I, I, be memes, as I said. <laughs> I haven't downloaded it yet, because I've been just working, and I know, you know, I, I don't have time to get lost in it, but I'm definitely going to try it by the next time we talk. No question. So I'll, I'll report back. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't played a lot of games. I played a little bit more Spellbreak. Um, nice. But I'm starting to run into bots in all my games. Which uh -huh. makes me think that the game is dying and 
makes me very uninvested in playing it, right? Yeah, that's a when huge, it's, that's very problematic. Yeah, when it's 15 amazing players and, you know, 20 bots that everyone's just <laughs> kind of farming, it's far less, uh, the lure really falls <laughs> falls apart. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see how much longer I invest any time into that game. That's um, too bad. It, it's sad that it didn't quite catch on because it sounds like it was pretty pretty compelling yeah. and unique and deserve I mean, it deserved a shot you know maybe you'll get a second win right like maybe yeah, like among us right like among who knows us, maybe yeah. in two years it'll pop yeah. off yeah and i'll be ready for him when it does okay I'll be <laughs> you'll the, be there murdering everyone yeah i'll be the pro. With their og skin <laughs> with my ogs yeah with my uh my alpha skin that i have the only thing i have worthwhile in that game uh <laughs> All right, with that, let's get into the news. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about all the spicy, spicy news. Leo, did you see any crawlers out there while you were on, on break? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you? Uh, that's, that's the sound <laughs> they make, right? They're like, uh, uh... Something like that. Did you ever play Minecraft? Uh, yeah, I did. I played not too long ago, actually, and um, I think they're called Creepers, not Crawlers, right? Yeah, I don't know. I was they're called the creepers. Minecraft. That's I why I was a little it. confused. I'm like, I think Minecraft. But yeah, they're creepers. Yeah, I have played it. I like it a lot for what it is. I never got really sucked in, but we played it at work for a while, and it it was really fun to have like a shared world because everyone would just work on their own little projects, and you'd come back and see what everyone else did. And then at night, everyone would have to like run home and hide in bed, and like I don't know. It's I played it as a very social game, and for that, I found it actually quite compelling. It was really fun. We had a great time every time we played it. I mean, it, sure, it certainly seems like one of those games with literally endless content. So as far as, like, if you do find it compelling, you could play it forever, which yeah. is cool. I mean, it seems like a great game. Let me put it that way. It's not a game I've sunk hundreds of hours in, but I have no question that it is a remarkable game. It's funny. I bought Minecraft very early in its lifespan and have maybe put 10 hours into it total over, you know, coming back to it four or five times. I, you know, I do think it's a great game. I feel like it's a little too open-ended sometimes for me. You know, like, I think yeah. I think you get a few hours in and you get kind of some armor and some weapons and then you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? And See, then you... that's, yeah, I didn't play it like that at all. I just was like, I'm going to build a tower all the way to the sky. And then I did that and I was like, hmm, I'm going to put a staircase now all the way up there. And then I was no. like, whoa, this is so badass. And I was like, well, how, how deep can I dig? And I dig a really big hole and be like, nice. <laughs> like, that's the way I was playing it and I actually found it kind of cool to play like that no then i start googling like oh you got to make a portal and it's like how do you fucking yeah. know how to make a portal like who yeah. you know you just figure this shit out but um people do i mean people love that game i i, I think it's a good game don't get me wrong i just don't think yeah. it ever really kind of synced up with me and i never had a friend yeah, group. i think that i was socially like totally. well we're into this let's kind of get through it kind of thing um and i've watched people kind of do speed runs and like uh adgq and stuff and i think it's it's cool and i think some of the tech's fun uh but the new story here isn't is minecraft fun it's Does that, tony and leo like minecraft yeah that, that <laughs> the biggest news of Big, the week the biggest, yeah tony and leo are kind of into minecraft <laughs> they think it's they think it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh biggest news of the week uh smash brothers newest fighter is steve <laughs> from minecraft it's actually yeah. steve alex uh the Craw creepy crawler and uh elder dragon or elder man is that they're called eldermans and en enderman endermans all right yeah. they're not el elder dragons <laughs> no, uh, that's that's different that's different um 
I'm sorry I'm so ignorant about Minecraft. You yeah, guys. damn. If, if there's really... any Minecraft fans listening to this, they're probably so pissed off. Normally, I feel like I sound semi-informed about games, and on this one... <laughs> yeah, we didn't I, even try on this one. I sound like a fucking moron. <laughs> um, yeah, Alex Enderman Zombie. So it's not even Creepy Crawler. It's a zombie. That's um, interesting. Be, I assume it's one fighter, and it's all the different skins they can do. I haven't even looked at his attack, but the reveal event video was pretty funny. I don't know if you watched that. No, I didn't. Uh, Mario got bashed off the world and like... It was in this dark area, and then Steve comes bashing through the rocks with his little little pickaxe, all yeah, blocky. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Kirby turns blocky when he eats him. It's very oh, nice. cute. Yeah, that it's is cute. Very cute. Um, I'm a little out on Smash. I haven't played in so long. Um, yeah, so- it's funny. I feel like Minecraft, and, and this is a great match because it's like there's two franchises that I think are really cool and interesting. Like, don't give a shit about either one of them at all. Mm-hmm. And it's not again, not because they're bad. Like, they're clearly great they're just both clearly not for me at all i have no interest in them and it's kind of funny so this is like whoa two enormous things that i barely care about and they're both for babies which is cool well yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd go that far but like little little babies Uh, (laughs) little baby people not like genshin impact which is not like men genshin Genshin impact is for the manliest of men okay (laughs) men of class men of high character and social status Only the best. Um, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I love Smash. I've actually played quite no, a bit yeah, of Smash. It's great. It's just, yeah. And, I think uh, I own every single version of Smash that's ever come out. And I think the only one I played was, like, the GameCube one, probably. Like, actually put time into. But I, I even have it on Wii U, just because I feel like, you know what? I'm going to get it. I mean, I love I love Nintendo, so it's kind of fun to have just for that, you know? But I always buy them, and I never play them. It's very strange. I would say from my senior year of high school until... I was probably 25. I played Smash at least twice a week, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. would we would just smash nonstop. My roommates would smash, my friends group would smash, my brother's <laughs> friends group would smash. Like we would just every day we'd play Smash. We would smoke pot and play Smash or go to someone else's house and smoke weed and play Smash. I would go yeah. to I would go to like the college in San Diego. So I would go to the different like colleges in San Diego and play and play in like dorm Smash tournaments. Yeah. Totally. Like like I was just always playing Smash. It was just so to say I don't like Smash is crazy, but it was N sixty four Smash as well. And uh yeah, I played yeah, which was so a long much. time ago. We went through so many N sixty four controllers, I I understand why they don't exist anymore, right? Because those things were just <laughs> they they would fall apart. It was just plastic on plastic, you know, with the joystick. Oh god, those joysticks were terrible. I remember they would like dissolve and you'd have yeah. like white residue because they were just like dissolving while you played. <laughs> Yes, we were always buying like all the Nintendo 64 controllers we could find. Like it was, it was a mess. It was a scene before the there was really a scene, you know. Uh, Oh, totally. That's how. uh, Yeah, there was a lot of franchises like that. Like Mario Kart, GoldenEye was that for us. Like everyone was just playing GoldenEye all the time. But yeah, I had a church. Like I was really into church when GoldenEye was out, so I had like church buddies, and we'd always play GoldenEye. But I never, it never really got into me like the way Smash did. And that's probably because I was playing StarCraft a lot in that period. Uh, you know, yeah, that makes sense it's around the uh, same time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I did love Smash. But you know, pretty cool to see Minecraft Steve and Smash. I always like the new fighters. Cool. I like that they're still adding to the game. Yeah, and I like uh-huh. the reveals are cute and interesting. And and yeah, it is cool. It's like um, there's always something neat about these sort of cross media franchise things. And this is you know, I like how very, varied. it's very specialized to games, but it's still a pretty big deal. I mean, this is Microsoft and Nintendo coming together, which is still you know we're kind of used to it now, but it's still kind of cool. 
I like how varied the fighters have been. Yeah, we got right? Persona. Yeah, we got Joker. Yeah. We got Banjo Kazooie. We got yeah, it is cool. Yeah, Snake you got was in them. Dragon Quest. You got like you know yeah, all cloud. these cloud. Yeah, all these classic franchises. Yeah, it is cool. All these different companies. You know, yeah, it's, it's like really all the is, rivalries just fall away. Yeah, briefly. Really it's neat. something for everybody, and everyone's welcome to play when it comes yeah. to uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, I agree. Which I really do enjoy. Uh, to stay on the Nintendo tip, uh, so we got some of these nefarious, notorious video game pirates oh. off, the, off the streets. Oh, my okay? God. Won't somebody think of the children? Yeah, someone needs to think of the children. Two leaders of one of the world's most notorious video game piracy groups, team executor, have been arrested, are in custody, facing charges filed with the U.S. District Court in Seattle. This is from justice.gov, from the U.S. Department of Justice. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm like, this is the official statement. Uh, I'm going to read, actually, a couple paragraphs, because I think it's... Yeah, please. Max Laurent, 48, a French national of Avignon, France, Yuan, okay, I'm sorry, Chinese people. Yuan Ning Chen, 35, a Chinese national from Shenzhen, China, and mm-hmm. Gary Bowser. <laughs> no relation. Yeah, you know he's trouble if he's Gary Bowser. 51, <laughs> a Canadian national of Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, were charged in a federal indictment unsealed today. It's nice to see all these different cultures coming together. You know? What a varied group. It's kind of beautiful, and honestly, I feel like the next Mario game should be about Bowser trying to hack the Switch. <laughs> right? Yeah, and then Mario just comes in and beats his ass yeah, and sends Mar- him to jail. Mario's got to stop him. Otherwise, people might get the custom home screens they've always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the indictment alleges the defendants were leaders of a criminal enterprise that developed and sold illegal devices that hacked popular video game consoles so they could be used to play unauthorized or pirated copies of Ooh. games. The enterprise targeted popular consoles such as Nintendo Switch, Nintendo mm. 3DS, Ooh. Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition, uh, Sony okay. PlayStation Classic Edition, mm. and the Microsoft Xbox. These defendants were allegedly leaders of a notorious international criminal group that reaped, that reaped illegal profits for years oh by pirating video game technology <laughs> of U.S. companies, said Acting Assistant Attorney General Brian C. Rabbit of the just- <laughs> Of the Raving Rabbit. Is this a cartoon? <laughs> it's this... Certainly, it's as close as we're going to get. Uh, <laughs> these arrests show that the department will hold accountable hackers who seek mm. to commandeer and exploit the intellectual <laughs> property of American companies for financial gain, no matter where they may be located. Yeah, American companies like Nintendo. <laughs> Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. I love the, the language they use is so entertaining. I mean, I get it. They're like, whatever it's it's just so funny it's i like that it's bowser versus rabbit (laughs) yeah hell yeah it's awesome it is sounds like a smash match right yeah it does sound like a it's like a smash battle um i also love that they're like they're selling ways to crack open the nes classic and the playstation classic which you can literally do in five seconds with a usb cable like for free it requires zero effort it's funny yeah, they're selling a micro SD card, uh, which yeah, they, probably, exactly. they probably do, actually. So I have a hacked Switch. Uh, don't tell. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. Don't tell the rabbit that I have a hacked Switch as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I think the issue here with Team Executor, and I think the reason that they're, uh, you know, kind of fall, well, I don't know, that they're being held accountable for this is because, you know, they've always sold uh, devices for, like, hacks, right? So... The way I hacked my Switch basically is with a paperclip, 
and you know <laughs> and you plug it into your computer and and load some homebrew software and right. but bada bing bada boom you're hacked right yeah what team executor does is they sell online a um basically like a a dongle and a jig and you put the jig in you plug the dongle in it does the whole hack for you um it's uh you know it's a retail product they sell as team executor with uh a specific bios that is team executor bios that you can only unlock by paying for it and so i think that's kind of why that they're the ones that are kind of facing the music on this you know i think it's really hard to uh to kind of stick it to people that are doing it uh you know freely and distributing it and it's open source and you know anyone can do it their kind of necessity to profit for it as a legitimate business really puts them in the crosshairs for this kind of stuff yeah and, and uh oh sorry no go ahead no i was gonna say and, and and rightfully so like we're we're joking about it but it's like it's pretty fucking lame behavior i mean it, it really is just like profiting off i mean that this literally is just profiting off of someone else's ip in a way that like yeah if you do it for free that's one thing i guess you still are except again you're not profiting that feels it that's a that's a pretty big difference you know and it yeah. is pretty lame it's like why don't you go make something yeah and you know i've been part of like groups like rom groups which oh is yeah different, but where you oh same everyone like puts in five bucks and then they make a repository of basically like roms for you oh yeah of course you know so like you know you basically donate gift cards to them and they use those to buy switch games and then you get all like and then right. they crack them for you uh so you know i'm not like above it but yeah it's it's not people like running a a a business right uh yeah that is devoted to really ripping off these companies and their ip you know yeah, which i think just, yeah. team executor great name tries though. to do proudly yeah it is uh not a bad name it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it i can but, see uh, yeah i could I, I have no problem with nintendo taking them down i guess whereas i do have a problem with nintendo like just going after you know rom sites that have been around since the fucking since 95 and and then just destroying all the roms that back up old games that they'll never release that seems yeah. like a much more nuanced conversation than like hey you're literally making money by selling products so people don't have to buy our product like come on yeah <laughs> we need to get these animals off the streets yeah okay? before, yeah exactly it is it's it is funny the language they use these nefarious notorious monstrous like they're not isis relax well and i think it's funny the like like i think through sheer ignorance the the framing we give to like hackers you know um it's so it's so like hollywood right you know like it's it's so imaginary it is very yeah it's 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 pretty funny yeah i i yeah i remember when i first was young and started kind of discovering how to like mod consoles and shit i was like my gosh it's gonna be so cool and i was like oh this isn't cool at all (laughs) you just like download a file and plug in a usb port and run it and that's it and i was like i mean whoever made it is cool like that takes work i doubt it's glamorous but it was just funny it's like oh it immediately that whole thing fell away and i was like oh this is not at all glamorous (laughs) i remember (laughs) so i went to like a like a networking computer like cert program technical school when i was yeah. young this was like in year 2000 it was all for windows 2000 and 2000 server and um i <laughs> remember while I was, everyone's still using while i was in school um i was at like my dad's house and something was wrong with the computer right like it, the internet wasn't working and like my whole family was there like everybody and i remember like jumping on 
and opening a command prompt and IP configuring and then like releasing and renewing and their jaws dropped. Like I was <laughs> yeah. fucking like CIA hacker man, you know, like they were just like, Oh my God, like, what is he doing? Like he's in the, he's in the fucking, the, he's in the, he's hacking the Gibson. Yeah. He's hacking. He's in the mainframe. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and, it, and, um, I feel like that people still kind of carry that mentality around when people do anything, you know, like, and yeah, uh, and it, yeah, I totally agree with you. And like, even when you hear about like target got hacked, do you imagine like a team of elite hackers? No, it was just some guy social, like send a social engineering email and some dumbass open it at the end. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Or they like walked in and plugged in a flash drive to an open computer and walked out. That's it. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> There was an they left an XLS on the directory, yeah, right? Yeah, Someone exactly. Just like, Someone yeah. just accidentally found it on Google because they didn't hide it. You know, it's yeah. yeah, it is funny. Yeah, they changed the link to public and not target.com yep. domain, right? Like Yeah, exactly. I do once you do enough work at Google Drive, you realize, oh, this is how people get these yeah, files. Seriously. Right? It is funny. Uh, uh all right. Next story. Uh this story comes out of China. Okay. And okay. this goes this <laughs> It's the China game, okay? <laughs> this game comes from China. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Genshin Impact. Yeah. Uh, here's the story. Jonathan Bolding. Genshin Impact may be the biggest ever global launch of a Chinese game. Wow. Genshin, Genshin Impact released this week an open-world RPG that PC Gamer has called Astounding and the Dark Horse of 2020. Genshin Impact has the odds stacked against it, as Western gamers don't typically enjoy games funded by gotcha gambling mechanics but it's blowing up anyways before release though the game had some 5.3 million pre-registrations outside of china on launch day had more stream viewers than fortnite on twitch and reactions from both streamers and press have been largely positive the south china morning post is citing a report that says genshin impact is already a top grossing app on the apple store and in china second only to the chinese version of tiktok uh scmp also interviewed multiple industry experts to get their opinion on the game's launch and the verdict seems to be unanimous huge developers mihoyo had a development and marketing budget of some 100 million dollars and much of that has effectively promoted the game not just in china but in japan and america as well it's a clear sign that chinese companies are rapidly building the skills and tech to challenge dominant western and rival east asian game developers in their home markets uh that's kind of the whole story. Uh, pretty crazy that this game is fucking blowing the fuck up. Uh, you know, I kind of already talked about my take on what it is. But, um, yeah, I think the thing that's interesting here is that, you know, we're really seeing Chinese mobile games and now uh, PC games that, that really are, like, uh, cutting into uh, both, uh, I think, kind of the uh, grandeur we have for, like, Western-developed games uh and really providing a a graphical well-developed uh interesting game you know that that really challenges anything we make in the west right yeah well yeah on the one hand i think no i agree and like we talked about that other game i'm sorry i don't remember the name of it but the the next gen one that we were talking yeah to me that was very cool and interesting and we were talking about how exciting it is like yeah hell yeah the more people making games the better i don't care where they're from like that's awesome yeah i will say though this game uh, I know you said it's not Breath of the Wild, but I think it's fair to say in the marketing, if nothing else, I haven't played it. It was pretty clearly like, hey, it's Breath of the Wild. Like the marketing was, you can't tell me it was not inspired by it. Like they were certainly going after like, hey, it's Chinese Breath of the Wild. 
They used a lot of the same musical cues. The trailer was like shot for shot, almost identical to the Breath of the Wild trailer. And, and I only bring that up because it's unfortunate that a game like the other one isn't getting the same praise just because this does in some ways, unfortunately, like reinforce the stereotype of lack of creativity, of sort of not intellectual property theft. But yeah, again, like I, I really want to see uniquely Chinese properties that grow, not like a gotcha game that is crimping off a really successful Nintendo game. And I'm sure doing a lot of its own thing too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, and again, yeah. I haven't played it, so I'm not, I'm kind of talking on my ass here, but just based on like the, um, the feedback, which I agree has been mostly positive. It would just be more exciting if a, it was not fun to these mechanics that have a really leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because they're predatory in some ways and just annoying at best. And B, if it was like wholly original and wasn't leaning so hard into, you know, what had come before. You know, I, it's funny. I don't think that, I really don't think that they have pitched it as Breath of the Wild, right? Other than the, the graphics. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. To, Bless you. I'm allergic to lying about that. <laughs> um, no, I really think that uh, that was a lot of other people's takes. If anything, I think this game True. is very much one of these gotcha games. Like, I don't know if you've ever played any of the other ones. Yeah, I played. Um, I played a bunch of the. I think it was a Korean ones. Like I played a little bit of. Where they're kind of, but like the isometric, like yeah, like yeah. No, I played them. Where you run like missions and yeah. you collect your group and then you keep managing yep. your group and then keep running the missions. Um, it very much is that, right? Um, yeah. But there's an open world around it, um, and it's real time kind of combat. For... No, that that sounds awesome. I mean, everything mm-hmm. about it sounds cool. I'm excited to try it for sure. I mean, yeah. So what I'm saying is. It's not stealing Breath of the Wild. It is just kind of uh, another kind of an advancement on what these games have always been. Um, so I'm agreeing with you that it's not original, but also it's stealing something else. Don't worry. It's not stealing that <laughs> thing, right? Like, Yeah, but you, you see what I mean about like, won't it be nice when it's like, this is a Chinese game that feels Chinese in a, in a good way. And I don't mean that in like a, that sounds incredibly racist, but I mean, in terms of like, Mobile game mechanics. The reason people don't gravitate towards Chinese games, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say all the Chinese games are like that. Of course they're not. And I look forward to when one that really kind of breaks through that mold and makes a really strong impression and feels uniquely Chinese, not just like a, you know, a new version of something that already existed. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And I think yeah. Wukong, again, if that's what it's called, seems like a perfect example of that. I'm not that familiar with Chinese history, but I've been learning the language and it's like a, that game looks, you know, it's still a third-person action game, but it looks very different than anything we'd seen before. And I'm really excited because, you know, China's one of the oldest societies on the earth. I can't wait to see, like, what they can offer of games. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. And especially, I'm excited to see, like, what they want to present externally, right? Yeah, like, yeah, well said. In a world where they're allowed to make what they want, like, what do they want to show the world, right? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of stuff they make for themselves, right? Internal kind of Chinese games. There's a lot of, there's a lot of game, or there's a lot of Chinese media that kind of relies on uh, history and uh, is very. It requires you know, like, a lot of cultural context that yeah, a, and, people outside might not have. And there's a lot of very specific like historical points that Chinese people revisit again and again in their media, um, which is fine. I think we do that too in America, right? I think yeah, that's of course. natural, like, uh, that's natural storytelling, but you know, when they, when these studios get an opportunity to really tell the world, the story they want to tell, like what, what will they tell? And I think we're getting closer and closer to that with these 
studios that making such popular games and really generating the funding to do what they what they want and not what I, they need it, to. Yeah, well said. I agree. I a, a couple last things. One, like Japan in the eighties, right? That was kind of their breakout in the external when they really started. You know, they've been making art. Of course, everyone makes art, but they really kind of broke it out into. You know, anime started coming out, and like we kind of got an interesting glimpse into what they've been working on for the last forty years since this, since World War Two. And yeah. it was awesome. Like it, there's some really cool shit. I'm looking forward to when that kind of happens. That said. I do think like the oversight of the CCP is like, you know, I don't know how that's going to factor into it. Right. Cause everything's going to have to be approved. I assume I, you know, I don't know enough about it to say, but it's sort of impossible to separate it from, it's not just studios showing us whatever they want. Right. Yeah. And that's, what's challenging too. Like, yeah, e- even the, like just the financials of it, right. It's the CCP has exactly to, has to achieve certain financial goals and they know those goals can be met through these kind of predatory mechanics. Like, I don't think you're going to see a lot of, um, you know, I don't think he's going to, going to be like, let's no, let's make a prestige game to make a prestige game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're going to invest any, time and money. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And they're not going to make any games that are like subversive or questioning, like, you know, that are interesting allegories for, you know, communism or, or maybe they will. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see how that sort of um, that factors into their freedom of expression. In this day and age, they could probably sell some pro-communism games in America and do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I totally. Mean, I, mean, uh, I mean, seriously, who knows? It, it, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. The whole thing is very exciting and intriguing. Yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Genshin Impact blowing up. Biggest game ever. If you're not playing it, you're uh, missing out. All right, all right, I'll download it. Shit. Yeah, get in there. A <laughs> uh, couple more things I want to touch on real quick. Uh, first, uh, so I didn't get to play this yet, and I just wanted to mention that it's out because honestly, I didn't even know it was coming out until I saw it was out, and that's Star Wars Squadrons. I'm oh, yeah. Surprised by how little marketing has been done yeah. around this game. I really. I, yeah. it's, it kind of. So I saw one person talking about how this game was basically a um a vr game ported to non-vr right interesting Um, that makes sense you know a lot of the the movement mechanics are basically vr mechanics you have to just deal with because you're not in vr um but regardless i think the thing that works i think the thing that matters in these kinds of games is the like cockpit views the dog fighting those kinds of things so um having not played this game I do think it looks good. I am kind of interested in playing it as someone who played a lot of Elite Dangerous. Um, you know, I do hope. I, I don't think it'll have the depth I want, but I do think it'll have like the fun I was missing in Elite Dangerous. So uh, I'm excited about it. Have you had a chance to take a look at the game at all? No, I haven't. But I a few things. I like you. I was totally taken aback that it was out. A because it's Star Wars, and B because it's EA, and usually they, you know, are like. I remember when it was announced. I just naturally assumed like, cool, we'll see that in two years. <laughs> That's just like the the cycle I'm used to. So I guess it was only a few months ago. The, the other thing I'll say is I did watch the trailer. I'm sure there was multiple trailers, but it was this one that followed this like Imperial pilot as he was flying a TIE interceptor and being pursued by a, by a rebel pilot in an X-Wing. And it was awesome. Did like it was at the end? <laughs> no, it was pre-rendered, but it was so cool. And it was really cool to see like cast the, the rebels as the bad guys and like follow an Imperial pilot. Like even that sounds so simple, but Star Wars is so 
lacks any subtlety whatsoever yeah so even that was so cool to see and it was and i remember after it was over it wasn't like the best trailer ever but it was pretty i, I was quite riveted i was like this is why i like star wars i remember thinking like holy shit that like three minute trailer was better than the last three movies by like a significant margin and <laughs> i don't know what that means necessarily or that it has anything to do with the game really but it was sort of a funny revelation where i think star wars as a video game can probably succeed in a lot of ways that the movies just can't yeah, I feel like Star Wars has done such a poor job, like, like relating at all to the Empire. You know, like I think yeah. it would be so much, it'd be so much a better franchise. Yeah, if, and the games have done it, books have done it. Just yeah, the books movies and games have it. done it, but the movies don't do it at all, and they they definitely just don't do it in their mass media. But you know, if the Empire is so massive, then there's got to be yeah, there's probably know, billions, some interesting stories and billions of billions of people living happy, comfortable lives, mm-hmm. probably much like American lives, right, where they oh, have. Yeah. More technology and more creature comforts than anyone else in the galaxy. And they don't know how the sausage is made. Yeah, they don't know how the sausage is made. And they're, you know, they they probably cheer for the rebels secretly. You know what I mean? Like, at yep. the same time, while, while reaping all the benefits. You know, they probably Star Wars World tweet about, you know, how <laughs> all cops are bastards. All... All stormtroopers are bastards, you know, like, like, like while reaping all the benefits of that imperialism. And, um, and you know, not because they're bad people, right? No, and, totally. That's, I totally agree with you. Like, that's, and I feel a, like that's, that's an interesting story. I would love to hear that story. It Maybe it's be, already been told in the EU, but we wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm just saying it would be so great if we saw more than that, where all we get to see of the Empire is uh, war ships. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and literally faceless, like, people were just massacred. Yeah. That's why it was cool, even just to see him take off his helmet. It's like, I've never seen a TIE fighter pilot take their helmet off, ever. Yeah. And it was, and like, it was cool. And it's kind of just point to have another story of, uh, you know, uh, Imperial pilot that, uh, that you know, uh, rebels and becomes uh, part of the rebellion. I'm, I'm sure it is, unfortunately. You know, it's, because, uh, you know, that didn't just happen in the movies, but. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm interested in how I do want to jump in. If you've played it. Definitely let me know what you think, because uh, yeah. I'm about to spend some money and give it a try. Cause... Yeah, I look forward to hearing about it. Let me know, because um, I can't. I don't think I'm going to play it anytime soon, but you know, it sounds cool. Like I said, one of my favorite things about Star Wars when I was little and to this day is the ships are fucking awesome, and the sounds are cool, and flying a TIE Interceptor around like a Star Destroyer in VR sounds really sounds like a childhood dream come true, like literally. Sadly, <laughs> what's going to happen is I'm going to install it and play with mouse and keyboard and comfortably, and be like, oh, this would be better if I busted out my Hotas, and I'm gonna plug that in. And then I'm like, this would be better if I had VR. And then I'm gonna pre-order a Quest Two, and then I'm gonna be like, I've spent like six hundred dollars to play this game, and then I'll never play it again. Yeah, right? they won't live up to your expectations. Yeah, you spent six hundred dollars on it. And be like, I fucked that game. And they're like, yeah. hey, come on. And then I'll never play it again, and I'll be so mad. Oh, but at least I'll have a Quest Two in my closet from that point forward. <laughs> next year, uh, next year vibe. Yeah, to show me like how stupid of a person I am. So you um, can show, so you can show one one family member when they come visit. Yeah, one family <laughs> member, and I can watch VR porn for twenty minutes <laughs> and be like, day. God, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, one this. day in the next six years, right? I'll be like, it's, yeah, seriously. Like it was my girlfriend would be out of town, and I'll be like. Porn's good, but what if I was in VR porn? And then I'll try and it. Like, and I'll be like, oh, nope. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, it's, I don't ever want to use this headset again. Ew. My face feels disgusting <laughs> right now. Like, my brain feels disgusting. Yeah. 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 I'm actually, it's funny. My um, Speaking of VR, like, I have a PSVR. 
And I'm going to set it up because my nephew's coming to visit this weekend. And I'm, it's so funny because I'm so excited to set it up so I can actually use it. Um, and this is such a perfect example of like, oh, yeah, I'll use it for an hour and show my nephew, like, is this cool? Check out Moss and, uh, you know, maybe make him play Resident Evil 7 because I'm mean. Um, and then it'll go back in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it really does, like, show us how stupid we are, right? Yeah. When we we buy these expensive things just to like, it's something just, the empire would do, you know, an imperial and, citizen and, and, would do that. Very imperial, but just to have like the opportunity to hold it over someone's heads for ten <laughs> minutes so that they'll be very impressed with us, yeah. right? And like, they're not, but they're not. Like they might think it's cool, but they don't think we're cool for having it. You know what they you think? What they mean? think they think. Oh man, I'm so glad I didn't buy one of these, but it was really cool to try. I'm so yeah. glad this person's dumb enough to buy one, and I don't yeah. have to. But I'm glad I got to try it out. Yeah, just like we feel like idiots ourselves for buying it, they feel like we're idiots for buying it too. And we're not impressing anybody. But, you know, we're so like, I got this thing. I'm going to show it to somebody. They're going to like it. You know, like yeah. it's 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 the worst. It's in... like we're paying for the, I mean, I don't know. We're paying for the excitement of showing someone else. It's not the worst thing ever, but it sure is like a lot of garbage made and a lot of money spent for nothing, really. For nothing. Nothing of any value, and I don't think things need to have some type of societal value. Yeah. I mean, entertainment value. Level yeah, they don't so even have low. That. <laughs> like, Yeah, so like, low. I really loved playing PSVR. Like, I had a blast for, like, the, yeah, I don't know, 15, 20 hours I did. I really did have a great time. I thought it was cool, but I was like, uh, that's not a good investment for, as far no. as time goes. And it steals your soul. Oh, yeah, there's that. No one talks about the fact that it does steal your soul out of yeah. your eyeballs. No one mentions it, but they, they should. Really- it really should. Like, I feel so empty after playing VR. You know, <laughs> I know this sounds like metaphysical and weird, but there's something about that moment when, like, when you take, you take off the headset. Yeah, yeah, you take off the headset and the room is pitch black because you didn't turn the lights on because you started you're playing s- VR two hours ago. And right? You're sweaty in a bad way. Like- yeah, yeah, you're sweaty, you're swallowing, you're spit because you're probably going to vomit soon. <laughs> and it's just, you're just in the dark in a sweaty shirt. Looking around, the TV's not even on. You know, you're just like your headset's just like disgusting and warm, and yeah, and you're just barefoot sitting in the middle of the room. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What happened? To, what happened in my life? Where did we? Where did we go? This astray, you know? When did I become this? I feel like when did I become this shell of a man? I feel like that's what a Tie Fighter pilot must feel like. Yeah, when they, when they dock. <laughs> See, you that's, know? that would be cool if they played with that a little bit. Like, yeah. Like the TIE fighter docks and then the, you know, the pilot comes out and then he pulls his helmet off. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, what am I, you know, like, yeah. like how did I get here? And that's how I feel every time I take a VR headset off. Like, how yeah. did I get here? What yeah, happened to me? I love that. What, what fucking happened? And why, why pay like 400 bucks for a Oculus tour or whatever when you could just play Genshin Impact for free? Hello. For free dollars. All right. <laughs> you get all the cutest waifus. Yeah. You can upgrade them. You can play their voice lines. You can wow, yeah, sounds really cool. Fucking amazing. Um, all right. So one last thing I'll talk about before we get out of here, and this actually happened on Monday, so this is like a week ago. It's old news, but you know, I want to be up to date and give you guys all the updates on Epic v Apple. Okay, <laughs> oh, boy, yeah, please. The biggest policy, the biggest court case of the decade right now. Yeah, uh, and so. <laughs> I'll just, I'm going to read you probably this whole article right now because I think it's very entertaining. Uh, this is from The Verge, everyone's favorite tech website, uh, by James Vincent. Uh, 
All right, let me like get ready. This is a lot of reading. Okay, I'm ready. A U.S. judge hearing arguments in Epic's antitrust lawsuit against Apple has criticized the game developer's decision to breach its contract with the iPhone maker by pushing a version of Fortnite with a custom payment store onto the App Store. The decision resulted in Apple removing Fortnite from the App Store. So that's kind of what you guys know. Uh, Epic basically updated their game, put in their own payment store to uh, get out of Apple's payment processing and got themselves banned. And then acted like they were victims. Well, the judge had a lot to say about that. Oh, great. During a hearing on Monday with both companies, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers of the United District Court for the Northern District of California expressed skepticism about Epic's argument, particularly its claim <laughs> that it did not pose a security threat to Apple because it is a well-established company and partner. Uh, quote from the judge, you did something. You lied about it by omission by not being forthcoming. That's a security issue. That's the security issue. Exclamation point. Rogers told Epic, according to a report from CNN, there are a lot of people in the public who consider you guys heroes for what you guys did, but it's still not honest. The three hour hearing, which took place over Zoom, did not settle any of the open questions in Epic's ongoing antitrust lawsuit against Apple, including whether or not Fortnite will be allowed to return temporarily to the App Store. A decision on that issue is expected in the coming days, according to the New York Times. Judge Gonzalez Rogers did recommend, though, that in this case be taken to a jury trial in July next year to settle these issues permanently. It's important enough to understand what real people think, said Rogers. Do these security issues concern people or not? According to CNN, Judge Rogers said she was not particularly persuaded by, Apple, uh, by Epic's argument that Apple has bundled its App Store and in-app payment system together in violation of antitrust law. The judge also said she did not necessarily agree with Epic that Apple has harmed its ability to distribute Fortnite through its control of the App Store. Walled gardens have existed for decades, said the judge. Nintendo has had a walled garden. Sony has had a walled garden. Microsoft has had a walled garden. What Apple's doing is not much different. It's hard to ignore the economics of the industry, which is what you're asking me to do. The lawsuit between Apple and Epic has become a rallying cry for many developers dissatisfied with the iPhone maker's App Store policies. Last week, companies including Epic, Spotify, Tile, and the Match Group created a coalition for app fairness with the aim to defund to defend the fundamental right of creators to build apps and do directly with their consumers, according to Tim Sweeney. I love how it's according a rallying. Tim Sweeney, yeah. I love how it's a rallying cry for many developers, and the developers are Epic, Spotify, <laughs> Tile, and the Match Group. Like, <laughs> fucking A. Like, what a laundry list of, like, you know, exploitative companies, right? Like, <laughs> like fuck them. Um, yeah, it's not like UNICEF, Doctors Without Borders, and Epic. No, or, yeah, it's not like small game studios. Yeah, right? you, you know what that, I mean. Yeah. It's it's literally a company that it's a company that basically rips off artists, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, match group rip match group like rel- like exploits people's like loneliness, <laughs> right? Like, and Tile doesn't, as far as I know, actually do anything. It doesn't do anything. I don't even think it's real. Right? <laughs> yeah. Aren't they still in like Kickstarter phase? I'm pretty sure it's not real. Uh, I, yeah. I love, I think my favorite thing about the story is it's kind of like, you know, I'm sort of projecting my own biases on here, which I'm sure you all know already. But I just love the idea of, and I don't think this happened, but I love the idea of the, the judge being like, wait, so you did this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but hold on, let us. And they're like, no, no, hold on. So you, this is what you did? What the fuck? 
You know, like all the weird spin and bullshit aside, if you just look at this is what Epic did. This is the timeline from this day to this day to this day without any spin, without looking at any hashtags or any legalese. It's like, hey, that's fucked up. What are you talking about? You can't do that. You know, it's so simple. It's just funny to kind of hear like, hey, I'm pretty sure you're full of shit, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's so hard to get past that, like exactly what you just said. You know what I mean? Like everyone wants to talk about this in some like abstract way right and kind of ignore like the the realities of what happened and the 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 course of events and how these things all played out but when you look at the course of events and what happened it's like it was all intentionally done by epic exactly what happened is exactly what they expected to happen that they intended to happen they wanted to happen. yeah uh then they they marketed themselves as victims for doing what was expected and what was intended and it was you know it's 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 really damning right to look at and to pretend we're supposed to just ignore those things and like uh, agree with them that they've somehow been victimized right it's 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 so strange right it's so strange it's very like ironically it's very like 1984 which was a very that was the whole thing of the video and apple's whole thing it's just funny how it's it's all come around to like just ignore this ignore what actually happened it's like our pr team it's like I was like, I'm going to steal my roommate's car so he kicks me out of the house. And when he kicks me out of the house, I'm going to sue him for kicking me out of the house. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and, I, exactly. and, I, and I wrote that down, basically. Yeah. I, I and you had him. signed a contract that you were never going to steal his car. Yeah, and I signed a car. I was never going to steal his car. And then the night before I did it, I emailed him and said, <laughs> you know, you better not kick me out of the house. Right? And you, yeah, and you, and you created, a, you created a, a Facebook ad that you yeah. launched as soon as you knew you were getting kicked out of the house. Yeah. I was talking it, about how old your roommate's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, my room's a piece of shit and a authoritarian, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just so crazy. And, you know, I'm glad this judge isn't buying their bullshit. I mean, this isn't really going to lead to any action. It's just yeah, it kind doesn't of sound like her, it accomplished anything at all. But It's just her opinions. Um, I am concerned to see this going to a jury trial. I, I do think these kinds of things are a bit abstract and larger than I think a jury of 12 people agreeing on should be able to dictate. You know, Who knows? maybe we'll maybe we'll get our notice in the mail. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, I, I would love to be on that case. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think just random people being like, I don't know. I think Apple's OK. You know, like yeah. I've, I've been on a jury. Well, my, my son plays Fortnite. Like, yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds right. I've been on a jury. I, I think that they all did a very good job. And I think the people I was on a jury with were very fair and very, um, you know, like my case was kind of racially motivated that i was Mm. on and i think the jury i was on did a very good job and were very um sympathetic to like why the things that happened happened and uh who was involved and kind of how the power dynamic broke down which i thought was great i was actually when i finished that jury duty i was very kind of proud of what we did as a group and um that's cool and what kind of the unique system we have in America as far as jury trials can accomplish, right? For yeah. people. When right? it's like, working. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. When it works, I was like, wow, this is like, it's incredible that this like happened this way because, you know, I mean, I can talk about it. Like, you know, black kid, a kid, he's probably in his late twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Gets pulled over. He's acting like an asshole, right? Like he's yeah. not paying attention. He's not listening. He's not acting like he should. The cop gets frustrated. Try and, you know, doesn't fucking beat him up or anything. 
but arrest him and then they just try and trump up the charges against him right yeah uh, because he was being an asshole right it goes from speeding to reckless driving it right. goes you know and it turns into like resisting arrest and obstruction of justice and you know all these charges against him his lawyer was not a very good lawyer right yeah. it was yeah. obviously i was obviously like a discount lawyer he got like somebody <laughs> yeah, he or a public defender no i think he was i think they i, I don't want to say why i think he hired him but let it they look like they were familiar with each other. Let's just put it that way. Interesting. Um, you know, and, um, but despite all that, like, I think, you know, we as a jury saw that, like, oh, this was, um, we could see why it went the way it went. Right. And like what was happening there and that, that it wasn't fair. And that, you know, by trying to give them these larger charges, they're really just missing the opportunity to punish him for what he actually did, you know? And so we couldn't like, you know, so, we had make him not guilty yeah so, so which one which one's epic in this uh analogy they're they're both epic no <laughs> um, no what i'm saying is i think juries uh, a lot of times can be flawed and emotional and i think these yeah. kind of cases require like uh, uh a larger scale debate right like, i would see like i'd like to see like policy created uh through people that kind of understand policy and not people that are emotionally maybe tied to uh, either their iPhones or Fortnite or, you know, like, I yeah. think it's a, this, I think it's a strange tier of case to see, have 12 people just kind of, oh, uh, we came up with a decision. It's unanimous. You know, I don't think it's that cut and dry. I don't think you can black or white these kind of things. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's interesting because it's simple in that it's pretty simple what happened, but at the same time, it is getting to a thing that does need to be adjudicated in some way. So I just really, I, I resent the idea that Epic is, is like a champion of this cause. They're not. They're full of shit and they're terrible. Uh, I but it will the, be interesting yeah. to see what happens. I resent the idea that they've made this moment the fulcrum for it. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to have to have a yes or no decision. And that's going to, uh, that's going to color the future of uh, games of development you know in ways in in far-reaching ways this decision will uh affect all game development and um epic being the worst steward possible of that has probably done a great disservice to uh developers developers globally and their relationship with distributors you know yeah i agree 100%. i think that that's the part i hate yeah there's a lot about it I hate, but regardless, it's interesting and it'll be fascinating to see what happens. Yeah, it will be very fascinating to see what happens. And, you know, I, I think the funniest part is how far Apple can kind of push, you know, to uh, to kind of show their swag against Epic, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've even started trying yet. I don't either. You know, and I think that they're going to they're going to turn the screws tighter and tighter as this thing goes on. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was watching a Reddit thread and somebody was like, well, they're both huge companies. They both can afford like long legal battles. Right. And um, I commented that, like, it's not the legal battle that's going to bankrupt Epic. It's the loss in revenue. Right. It's not being on the store that yep. makes this far more expensive to Epic than it does to Apple. And uh, I got a lot of downvotes for saying that. Let's just put it <laughs> for saying something that unequivocally true, unequivocally true. Yeah. People are very like. Well, some people, I think people that are, uh, in, want to be engaged in this are very, uh, pro Epic Fortnite, or I think they think they're pro developer, you know, I think it's what it is. I think they think that they're standing up for the little guy. Um, and I guess that's just good marketing by Epic, you know, I guess if you're really like, just put your head in the sand and pretend 
then I guess, yeah, I guess <laughs> and it works, you know, like I think apparently, yeah, yeah, I think that stuff works. So, all right, well, that's the stories we got this week. Leo, is there anything else you wanted to toss in before we get out of here today? All I was going to say is the note phone it doesn't matter what version, you know, like the Samsung note, I'm not being paid to say this, but awesome 3ds emulator because it comes with a stylus most of the pro you know most of the processors can run at least a standard ds emulator newer ones can run 3ds so if you have an old note three or four or any version lying around might be worth booting it up just for that well, have, that's like, a little uh, bit of pirate advice for you i have like a 10 year old note will that work it's like yeah, the first probably note. i mean as long as you're only doing the first ds probably not going to run a 3ds but maybe i don't know depends on the cpu Let's give it a shot. See what happens. <laughs> All right. I'll, you do that. I'll download Genshin Impact and we'll uh, touch base. All right. Let's see what happens. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, send us an email, techyapodcast at gmail.com, uh, techyapodcast.com for all of our relevant links. You can also find us on Twitter or Facebook uh, as Tech yeah Podcast, and, uh, you know, honk at us or something. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, digital so, honk. Digital honk. Thank you guys so much. We love you, and uh, go play some games. <laughs>